0: This is the Heartland Daily Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Davos in the Desert podcast series. My name is Mark Oliver and I am the producer of the Davos in the Desert podcast series. Our podcasts feature thought leaders in business and public policy. Our sessions are meant to be informative and thought-provoking. The topic of this session is CCP's infiltration into U.S. institutions, and our guest is Christopher Talgo. Mr. Talgo is an editorial director and socialism research fellow at the Heartland Institute. Without further ado, here is David Wanatik, the CEO of Davos in the Desert and the host of our podcast series.
0: Welcome to Davos in the Desert, I'm David Wanatick, the CEO of Davos in the Desert. Uh, Today we have a very interesting session. We're going to focus on the uh, the Chinese Communist Party's infiltration into U.S. institutions. Speaking on this issue, I'm very pleased to introduce Christopher Talgo, who is the Editorial Director and Socialism Research Fellow at the Heartland Institute. Uh, Chris Talgo joined Heartland in August of 2017, He edits a variety of Heartland's publications, including newsletters, op-eds, reports, and research and commentaries. Uh, Mr. Chalga also writes op-eds and articles for the Heartland Daily News, and he serves as the managing editor for StoppingSocialism.com. Chris, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Oh, Great to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Good. So... um, there's a lot of different avenues through which the Chinese are trying to exert their influence in the United States and through our institutions. Um, what are some of the, the most concerning elements of that?
1: So there's there's two, two ways of looking at this. There's covert and then there's overt. Uh, they are actually doing an all fronts attack on U.S. institutions, both at the covert and the overt level. So as we've seen recently uh they are actually uh, a very overt um way that they are uh, influencing institutions is basically through uh a major major effort to uh put chinese propaganda and chinese uh you know type uh you know rhetoric into schools all the way from K through 12 and at the uh higher education level Uh, This has been a growing influence. Uh, It's, you know, started with the Confucius Institutes many, many years ago, and it has now uh, expanded into K through 12 education. And that's just one way that they are doing that. Another way is through TikTok. You know, I mean, millions and millions and millions of American youths use TikTok. That is an app that is a Chinese Communist Party Aligned app because every single business in China has to, you know, be approved by the Communist Party and every single company in China, TikTok, ByteDance, ByteDance is the owner of TikTok, uh, you know, basically has to provide all that information, all that data to the Chinese Communist Party. We also are seeing uh, many, many uh, Chinese nationals, men of military age coming in uh, through the wide open southern border. Uh, we're also seeing, you know, things like um, American corporations who are just so desperate to do business in China, basically uh, succumbing to whatever the Chinese Communist Party says that you know will allow them to do business in China. Uh, and also, we are seeing a uh, a very troubling uh, pattern of uh, Chinese companies buying up giant, giant plots of land. Uh, near some very very uh, important uh, uh, military bases here in the United States, under the guise of well, we're just doing this for you know farmland or for you know building battery plants or what have you. However, having the Chinese Communist Party, uh, you know, aligned businesses that close to very very important military installations is just one of the many reasons why I think we really need to be uh, very concerned about this.
0: Um, Let's just focus on a couple of things you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned TikTok, which I think is banned in in China. Uh, some of the nonsense that they put on TikTok that Americans and Westerners see is not even allowed in in China.
1: That's- oh, absolutely. The difference in in the content that is uh, occurring on TikTok in China versus the United States is night and day difference. In China, the TikTok videos are educational. It's about, you know, math. It's about science. It's about, you know, Chinese students solving Rubik's cubes in seconds. Here, it's a very different story. I'm not, you know, one to really partake in TikTok. I don't have a TikTok account or anything. However, I've seen it. I've, you know, I understand how it works. And really, it is a way for the uh, CCP through ByteDance to just suck up you know, all the data that these users, all the keystrokes that they're making, everything that they're doing on their phones through an app that is literally aligned with the Chinese Communist Party.
0: And um, they're causing young people to do stupid and dangerous things. Uh, they, have, they encourage them to do so-called pranks, uh, which, you know, are, I think are, are more than pranks. They're, they're causing destruction at schools. There was like a, a trend of kids uh, dismantling their bathrooms at school, yes. uh, dismantling their sinks and so forth and, um, you know, causing stupid things like that and, you know, um, bothering their neighbors, um, you know, knocking on the door at night and, and so forth. Maybe it's even more mendacious than
1: that. And it's also just, it's rotting the brains of, you know, um, Americans, you know, it, it's mostly American youth, but let's also keep in mind that a lot, many, 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 you know, millions of American adults are also watching these TikTok videos nonstop. And yes, yeah, some of them are just, you know, silly dancing videos, but a lot of them, like you said, have a much more malevolent, uh, you know, uh, pattern to them. And like you said, some of them are, you know, causing destruction. Some of them are, you know, almost, uh, you know, in, uh, influencing crimes, uh, here in Chicago, we've got a huge problem with, uh, car thefts. And now they're literally being live streamed on, you know, apps like TikTok to try to influence more and more of these, you know, these youths to do things that obviously is not in their best interest. However, it's a way for the Chinese communist party to just sow discord chaos, confusion within America through an app that really should not even exist in America.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, similar to that. I understand a Chinese entity acquired grinder, uh, which is a online dating app for homosexuals. And, uh, now, I suppose that um, they could exert a lot of leverage over uh, a homosexual politician homosexual office holder that has you know been partaking in
1: in that app well, there's that and there's also just all the data that they're collecting from this because once they have access to these apps, they ha- they are able to in many, many cases, access all the activity that is occurring on these phones all the gps all that and you know for many americans it's like oh whatever but that's not a big deal but yeah it is a big deal because big data is a is a you know is a major uh part of you know uh, the economy and it's a major part of china's way to understand america and to understand what drives you know us to do the things that we're doing and it gives them a way to subtly influence that through these apps and
0: I, I suppose also they they probably uh, can determine what the app users are American soldiers and can, you know, can monitor the movements um, and maybe detect when there's a, a drill or, or, or something like that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we, we probably don't even know the half of what they're doing and why they're doing it. But I do know that it's very simple back in the cold war days, you know, it would just it it would never occur to anyone in the United States to allow the Soviet Union or, you know, any, you know, communist regime uh back in those days to basically come in intrude in, into the United States and and have the, you know, wherewithal to watch and, you know, uh surveil millions and millions and millions of US citizens. It's just that would never have occurred. However, it is happening every single day. You know, through like you said, TikTok and other apps. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> so, how specifically are they inf- infiltrating the um, the elementary schools? Uh, are they sponsoring the writing of textbooks, or on the are they on the committees, or are there, there are people on the committees that approve textbooks?
1: So it's, you know, it's a couple of things. First of all, it's uh, the fact that they are just, you know, dangling lots and lots of money to to these schools, but they're also, uh, you know, using their resources to put forth, uh, you know, Chinese, you know, sponsored, um, you know, curricula and other programs, which, you know, once again, have a subtle way of influencing, you know, use that, you know, that, you know, whatever China wants is good and whatever, you know, China needs is, you know, basically going to happen. And, uh, you know, they are are just using their uh, financial resources to, uh, you know, basically make schools, uh, you know, change, you know, their, you know, their teaching in a way that is much, let's uh, say, more in line with, uh, you know, the Chinese Communist Party's aims, and not necessarily in line with, you know, America's future aims. Mm-hmm.
0: So, do you think at the local school board level, um, the pressure is put on the school board by Chinese people, uh, you know, to put the message forth that they want to put forth? Is that more of a function of the CCP actually directing somebody to do that or is it more common a function of there's a an ethnic chinese that happens to be involved in the school board and, and that just you know naturally wants to put a nice spin on china's history
1: i actually think it's both and i think that they learned a lot from their confucius institutes which they you know started uh You know building out that infrastructure you know decades ago and you know like like many things once it starts at the uh in the higher education levels it just seeps into lower education so i mean i was a former high school teacher uh not that long ago a few years ago and i was just shocked at how when it came times to teaching uh you know about uh you know communist china it's almost as if the curriculum was skewed to say okay They're not so bad as the Soviet Union. They are trying to become allies with America. They are trying to, uh, you know, uh, rewrite their, you know, civil, uh, you know, like rights record and their individual human rights record. And we should, you know, and that we have common, um, you know, common aims and that we should work together. We should cooperate. And I just think that that is, you know, based on what we're seeing happen, you know, every single day, that is just not true.
0: Mm -hmm. What um what kind of message are they trying to teach uh young students in their textbooks and so forth? Is are they trying to hide the 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 famines and so forth and the Cultural Revolution that killed sixty million people or some huge number like that?
1: Well, yes, it it you know it it, it it's it's a dual uh, mandate in way. So one wh- one of it is yes to whitewash you know uh, Chinese history and to uh you know whitewash uh their you know human rights abuses but it's also to instill in these uh young you know malleable minds The idea that, you know what, America has its problems, too. And America is, you know, very, you know, uh, racist and America is very, uh, you know, uh, in, you know, inequality is, you know, terrible And, and all these things and free market capitalism is not fair. And American democracy, you know, is not fair. So they're trying to do, I think, two things. They're trying to make themselves look better in the eyes of these, you know, young, you know, influential students, while also saying, you know, your country is actually a lot worse than you think it is. And I have saw it, I've, I've seen it, you know, through five years of uh, teaching high school students where they, you know, just mimic these talking points as if they were the truth.
0: Are you aware of the Chinese um, directly or indirectly funding things like um, critical race theory, uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa.
1: There have been reports that there is uh, direct funding for those programs. Yes, because once again, the Chinese parties, I think, one of their like their most uh, primary um, goals is to sow discord in the United States, and one of those is by harping on uh, racial tensions and other things like that. And uh, you know, during the uh, pandemic and during the uh, you know George Floyd riots. There were lots of reports of you know Chinese media and Chinese you know um, influencers trying to come into the United States through their apps and through other you know means to just you know exaggerate and exacerbate you know these these problems.
0: I think that's one of the reasons why the Chinese consulate in Houston worked.
1: absolutely. And you know there's just there's so many reports of these you know Chinese consulates trying to. Um, you know, get into the, the you know, cities and get into the schools and just, you know, promote, you know these these falsehoods and these lies about you know, what's going on here in America but also trying to portray communist China as the good guy
0: I, I've seen uh, episodes on, on the China show, I'm not sure if you watched that but uh, they've uh, the Chinese consulates have paid people to protest different things, they've actually filmed them, giving them allowances and and having buses organizing buses for them
1: it's Um, that kind of stuff it's this astroturf protesting it's the uh you know the the trying to put in the minds of americans that you know that we are the ones that have all these problems and is trying to you know take the uh take the you know microscope away from china and put it here on america and i think that one of the things that we saw this really occur was during the uh, pandemic how you know any any mention that the uh, COVID nineteen virus originated in Wuhan from the lab was just completely like you know shut down by mainstream media here in the United States, and it makes me wonder like what is the why why are they you know uh, trying to cover up for the Chinese Communist Party? So I think you know that also brings into question something we mentioned earlier where a lot of these corporations, whether they're giant media corporations or you know corporations like Caterpillar. Microsoft, you know, big movie studios, they want to do business with China, and in order to do business with China, they need to remain on the good side of the CCP because unlike in America where any you know basically any foreign corporation can come and you know start a business in order to have the implicit you know guarantee of the uh, American government, that's how business is done in China mm-hmm. uh,
0: just uh, I think a lot of the attraction of China. It, it, it is a big market. It is a good market. Lots of revenues um, that companies generate do come from China. But some of it is a mirage and a facade. Um, the Chinese population is not nearly as big as they say it is. Uh, it's not nearly as big as 1.4 billion. It can't be. If you just do the math, you know, the, 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 the replacement rate needs to be like 2.1 uh, children per woman. And for many, many years, they've had one child, you know, one child policy. And even though they liberalized it still, uh, I think in some years, the birth rate's actually gone down since they liberalized the uh, amount of children uh, women can have. Um, So you just do the math. And everywhere else in the world where where the the replacement rate is less than 2.1, the population's going down. Everybody else is concerned about a dwindling population. So the math has to work the same way. In, in 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 China, and you go to their cities, and they're just not that big, uh, just not that many people that you see in shopping malls and and, and on the streets. um and That is a of-
1: that that's a very important point. uh First of all, I don't I don't trust any of the data that the Chinese government claims. So whether it's the you know population or the GDP growth or anything like that, I take it all with a giant grain of salt. But uh, we are seeing the Chinese economy is starting to, uh, you know, have some some issues. And you know, 10, 20 years ago, when they were going on this just massive building boom, they were building these, you know, these ghost cities, these ghost malls, these, you know, these giant infrastructure projects, and they're sitting there empty. So, like you said, I think a lot of this is take everything that they say with a grain of salt. Yes, they do have a big market, and yes, a lot of American corporations want to do business with that market, whether it's the NBA whether it's, you know, Hollywood movie studios. But I think that these these companies need to understand that their number one priority is making sure that they are, you know, doing what's best for the, uh, you know, for the interests of America, not the interests, you know, of the uh, Chinese consumers. Right,
0: right. Uh, just back to the education, Um, ha- have the Confucius Institutes become less of a problem? Haven't some of them closed and... Um the government is more sensitive to the damage that Confucius institutes are doing. Right.
1: That, that is true. But what they, what the uh, CCP has done is they have just, you know, gone around that by uh, dangling, you know, millions of dollars to these, you know, institutions uh, you know, these colleges, these universities for their endowments. So, you know, we are now starting to see that, you know, in, in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, you know, lots of these, you uh, you know, really, you know, esteemed colleges are now just taking money straight from the Chinese Communist Party. And then it makes you wonder what, what are the strings that are attached to those, into those funds. And we're seeing a lot of these universities, like I said earlier, take a very, uh, I'd say, you know, not, not even neutral stance, but take a pro-China stance in their, you know, college class offerings. And I think that that is just obviously a direct result from the fact that they are receiving large donations from the chinese you know government
0: so is the check or the wires that actually come from the chinese party chinese communist party to to a school in pennsylvania or the intermediaries
1: well, well like like we've seen with uh, you know president biden and his son hunter there's are many many ways to make sure that these funds are not as easily trackable as they are However, I, you know, looked at documents and I looked at reports that these universities, whether it's Harvard, whether it's Yale, UPenn, you know, what have you, they are taking money from, you know, Chinese, you know, entities. Mm -hmm. And And like we said earlier, like we said earlier, every single Chinese business corporation or any entity in that country is, you know, uh, is, you know, basically in line with the CCP.
0: Uh, even if there's not, you know, uh, definitive uh, strings attached to the money for, for the Confucius Institute, just the natural order of things, um, you know, you want to please your your paymaster. You know, so if you're working at the Chinese uh, the Confucius Institute, uh, you want to get a raise next year, you want to get a bonus, you want to hire an assistant, and you so- you want to
1: expand the bureaucracy, exactly.
0: Yeah, you want to. So you know, you you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. Um, okay. And is there anything particularly mendacious that's being taught at the Confucius Institute, or is it still s- similar to what you said before that the United States is not so great? And...
1: Similar, similar to that. However, I think that the uh, pro-communism, pro-collectivization, you know, anti-free market capitalism, anti-democracy messages are you know, starting to, you know, uh, fester with those, you know, those students. And that's why we're seeing, you know, all these polls coming out and these young Americans are saying, you know what, actually free market capitalism probably isn't the best system. Maybe we should go into more, you know, socialist, you know, democratic, socialist, collectivist route. And I think that that is, you know, a direct consequence of the fact that they have been brainwashed, indoctrinated, you know, by these, you know, like you said, malevolent uh, forces who are more concerned with, you know, undercutting, you know, American, you know, founding principles, and it's having a, you know, a, a very uh, negative uh, result.
0: Uh, so maybe we can talk about what's going on at the border. Um, do you- know, the extent to which Chinese are infiltrating the southern border or any of our borders, um, the extent to which their military age men, single men coming versus families. And then the third part of that is the amount of fentanyl that is coming up because of the Chinese.
1: Yeah, so the administration is trying their best to um, hide this as much as they can. Uh, But we've seen reports, we've seen uh, testimony from uh, Mayorkas uh, that there are uh, you know hundreds if not thousands of military age single Chinese nationals entering the southern border and coming into the United States. we don't know what their you know motivation is. We don't know why they're here, but um, many uh, representatives and senators are saying that this is a uh, I guess what you would call a um, uh, an effort by the Chinese you know Communist Party to come in here and if there are any you know, uh, conflicts that they will have a ready force here to, you know, engage in espionage and, you know, spying and all sorts of, uh, other, you know, very, very, you know, terrible activities here in the homeland. And like you said, you also mentioned fentanyl, uh, you know, for, for years now, <laughs> the Chinese government has been supplying the cartels with the precursor chemicals, to make fentanyl, which is poisoning and killing tens of thousands of Americans every single year. However, for for reasons that are beyond my comprehension, the administration is just unwilling to deter that in any way. And I think that that is a really, really, you know, and uh you know big indictment of the fact that the current administration is almost trying to kowtow to china and we've seen this with janet yellen with gina raimondo with you know tony blinken and even president uh, biden you know just basically you know allowing china to you know to bully them and do what they want uh,
0: do you uh, i am not sure if you've been following the story out of uh the Fresno area of California about a laboratory um, that was discovered that's owned by Chinese entities. that was doing some biological research, I think.
1: You're breaking up just a little bit, sir.
0: So. <clears throat> so there was uh, there've been stories about a uh, laboratory uh, that uh, was found in California, I think, south of Fresno, and owned by Chinese entities and um biological research was being conducted there uh, do you have any more color on that or are you familiar with that story
1: i haven't heard about that one but i have heard i've and i'm sure you've heard of these reports of these uh, chinese police stations that are being set up in major cities uh we've also got a bunch of reports of and two very re- very recent examples of uh Chinese spies, uh, you know, working with the the United States Navy, supplying, you know, secrets to the Chinese government. So it does not surprise me that this is happening, you know, here, right before our very eyes. And our, you know, our federal government just seems to be dropping the ball on this. And I think it's a really important issue. And we need to make sure that we make it very crystal clear to the American people that the the Chinese Communist Party is our number one threat.
0: No, probably the number of Chinese police stations in the United States is going up, while all the number of our police stations are going down. Uh,
1: so. Absolutely, it's so
0: sad. Um, anyway, we don't. There, there could be coordination between these Chinese police stations in the United States and all these military age men coming up. Maybe that's you know how they plan to to use those operatives.
1: Um. The fact that we don't know is very, very unnerving to me. And it's very surprising because you would think that the first thing we want to make sure is that, you know, we are secure, uh, that our borders secure. We don't want, you know, anyone coming in. There's reports this week that ISIS is actually, uh, harboring, uh, you know, fighters through the Southern border. So it's just, it's, it's mind boggling to me that this is occurring in 2023 you know given the uh threat that the uh Chinese communist party poses and the fact that their military is making you know major strides and you know our corporations are basically allowing that to happen mm-hmm. by funneling yeah. billions of dollars into the you know Chinese market and not to mention the fact that to do business in China guess what they're stealing all our intellectual property all of our trade secrets I mean, you know, everything look at look at their fighter jets are basically direct replicas of our fighter jets. I mean, it's it's just preposterous. It's absurd. And it's it's happening right before our very eyes. And it seems, unfortunately, to me, like no one's really standing up besides a very you know select few people. Yeah.
0: Well, I think back to the Chinese police stations, I think one of the purposes of them are to uh, to dam down dissent uh, among the Chinese populations in the United States and, and almost every country where these uh, Chinese police stations exist. So the, the Chinese officials can go to the community and say, if you protest or we don't like the fact that you protested last week, you still have relatives in China. Bad things can help happen to them if you continue protesting.
1: That's a great point, very great point, because we know that they will use any means necessary to quell any sort of anti-CCP you know, uh, activities, propaganda, or anything. Yeah,
0: and there's a I believe a law on the books in China that all Chinese people need to support the Chinese government. And That's if you're called upon to spy for the Chinese government, you have to fulfill those demands.
1: As as well as every single corporation, which is why when these uh, you know Chinese based you know green energy companies, whether it's you know battery makers setting up shop in uh, Michigan, it, in their bylaws it states that you know that they are basically subservient to the CCP. So that means that anything the CCP wants them to do, they must do. And if they don't do it, that means that the CEO is just going to disappear. Just like we saw, you know, we've seen this many times in, you know, in China.
0: So uh, there's, uh, they have some pretty successful uh, companies that make surveillance cameras uh, that are being installed all over the world. That, That probably doesn't make you feel a lot better.
1: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, that, that, that is just, you know, so ludicrous. I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, the, the fact that they are supplying and I think a lot of them are going to the UK as well, uh, all over Europe. And it's like, do you, do you want to be surveilled? Do you mean, do you like, do you want to be spied upon? Do you want all your secrets to be known by, uh, your, you know, your greatest enemy? Um, have you seen examples
0: of the Chinese Communist Party um, supporting particular candidates, American candidates for Congress or Senate or state offices?
1: Well, we have seen uh, some instances of uh, certain politicians uh, being in bed, no pun intended, with uh, Chinese communist spies, so Eric Swalwell uh, comes to mind. Um, Dianne Feinstein also had a uh, communist spy as their driver for many, many years. I don't know if it's gotten to the point where they are directly, you know, uh, you know, financing these campaigns. I know the campaign laws are very strict about uh, foreign money. However, there was uh, some reports that Hillary Clinton, when she was running in 2016, was receiving funds from a Chinese national. Um, But I think really uh, the most, um, uh, I guess, unnerving thing right now is the fact that President Biden has received his family, his son, himself, his family members, millions and millions and millions of dollars from Chinese uh, companies, CEFC. I mean, it's like that to me is very, very, uh, you know, uh, foreboding.
0: Are you concerned about the Chinese having influence at supra-governmental organizations like the UN, the World Health Organization, you know, and sort of exerting their influence onto the United States through one of these international bodies?
1: Well, we saw that during the COVID-19 pandemic because the Chinese Communist Party basically controlled the World Health Organization. They put a puppet in place who was spewing all the lies that this had nothing to do with the Wuhan lab that China was, you know, the victim here. They were not, you know, the perpetrator of this. And, uh, you know, it's not just these international organizations, you know, it's their Belt and Road Initiative as well. They're, you know, going all over the world in these developing countries and basically, uh, you know, engaging them in, uh, you know, infrastructure deals that are, you know, terrible for those countries, but great for China. But one other thing is that, you know, kind of going circling back to what we're talking about earlier is their, um, their position of, it's called elite capture. So yeah, they might not actually be buying politicians, you know, in the in the you know sense, but what they they do is they work on uh politicians, you know, relatives and John Kerry and his son were well, John Kerry's son was involved in this, Hunter Biden has been involved in this. So they I think are uh, savvy enough to know that hey, we can't directly go buy a John Kerry. We can't just say, hey, here it's five million dollars, go do our bidding. However, they are very, very uh aware that elite capture, uh what they call princelings, is the way to influence these politicians. And what we've seen with, you know, John Kerry and his whole, you know, climate change uh agenda, he's unwilling to ever, you know, really, really go to China and, you know, push them. However, he's, you know, always willing to blame the United States for everything, even though our carbon emissions have, you know, gone down 20% in the past, you know, 15 years or so.
0: Mm-hmm. And you said something to the effect like the Chinese put in the leader of the World Health Organization um, did, how, did, how did they do that or you know what can you say? Um, did they simply nominate him and pressure other members to vote for uh, Tedros uh, or you know, how did they orchestrate getting him in there? Uh,
1: lots of funding and lots of pressure and lots of uh, uh, you know ways to make sure that when it came time to hold China accountable for the uh, pandemic and for the origin and cause of the pandemic, it was completely whitewashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one example of, of that is the uh,
0: WHO didn't do any intense investigations into the one. Actually, it blocked uh, blocked others that wanted to.
1: It it ran it ran cover for the CCP. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of doctors here in, uh, in the United States did as well, including Dr. Fauci. And, you know, we know for a fact that the U.S. government was providing funds to the Wuhan lab to engage in those, you know, disgusting, uh, you know, genetic engineering of these, you know, of these hor- horrific viruses. And, you know, it's it, it just it, it boggles my mind that the United States government would work in tandem with the CCP on this, given the fact that their track record of you know terrible safety uh, conditions at these labs, and the fact that they might be using this as a potential bioweapon. Okay.
0: Um, and this back on the issue of propaganda for a minute, the, the Chinese Communist Party has put forth the notion that if you challenge them, if you challenge the Chinese Communist Party, you're, you're a racist. You hate all Chinese. And um, I think in China, they have what's called a 50-cent brigade. Uh, these people that just make a little bit of money to uh, interact on social media and to put forth Chinese propaganda and accuse everybody else that uh, takes issue with the Chinese Communist Party, you know, to label them as, as racists.
1: And we saw that also during the uh, early days of the pandemic when it was, you know, racist to call it the, you know, Wuhan virus or to, you know, have any sort of inkling that, hey, this this originated in China and therefore it should, you know, be attributed to China. And that was just completely, you know, uh, put, you know, aside by the mainstream media here in the United States and every anyone who, you know, just, you know, made that that factual statement was labeled a racist. And that's, you know. And that's just a really, uh, you know, sad state of affairs. We're here in the United States. We we can't even stand up for our own values and for our own, you know, interests. Because, you know, if you do so, you'll be labeled, you know, a racist. Right. Yeah,
0: some, they, I think they're called wombows. <laughs> people that, uh, you know, are part of the 50 Cent Brigade that uh, put forth this propaganda. They try to make it appear that it's coming from all over the world and it's organic. But uh, on places like the China show, they've actually done screenshots of where all the activity is during the time of day. And the time of day matches up to the working hours in China. And uh, there's a big drop during lunchtime, big Mm -hmm. drop in um, activities.
1: And not surprising, not surprising at all. Yeah.
0: Any uh, direct uh, indications that the Chinese have more broadly penetrated the military, the U.S. military?
1: Well, like I said earlier, you know, there have been two reports about uh, spying uh, within uh, the U.S. Navy in recent weeks. But uh, I think it's pretty obvious that the uh, CCP is stealing our military secrets. It's stealing our military technology. Uh, You know, we just came up with the F-18 Raptor. They have basically a clone of that exact, uh, you know, aircraft. Um, you know, it's, I think it's pretty obvious that they are engaging in, uh, intellectual theft and they are using that to their advantage. I mean, look at the spy balloon that just, you know, traversed the entire country, a, you know, a couple months back. It's just, it, it's, it's just mind boggling for me to to think that they were able to, to, you know, fly this balloon with all its tracking equipment across the entire country And we have no idea what kind of information they were, you know, uh, gathering from that. And especially in terms of, you know, military bases, missile silos, all that kind of stuff, because the the Chinese Communist Party is on a uh, march to, you know, make their military stronger than the United States. They've already got a larger Navy. They've got a larger standing army. Uh, Their nuclear technology is rapidly, uh, you know, approaching ours and i think that it's just uh, fantastical to think that they've done this on their own they have not done this on their own i think that it's it's just logical and rational to understand the only way the chinese communist party can compete with the united states and other you know western countries is through intellectual theft and we know that they do it and they are pretty open about it and that's why when you look at their military technology it's almost you know the an exact replica of ours
0: mm-hmm. What do you th- maybe the last question? What do you think the Chinese uh, Communist Party's end game is? Is it um, is it to inflict real damage in the United States to send these uh, uh, military-aged men that are penetrating the border to cause physical damage to the United States, or is it uh, to win the hearts and minds so that if China does something like invades Taiwan, the American populace will not really be behind uh, military intervention?
1: Well, you know, in 2049, it's going to be the 100th year anniversary of the founding of uh, Communist China under Mao. And uh, Xi Jinping, who basically just, you know, made himself leader for life, has said that that is the date by which China wants to be the world's number one unmatched superpower. So I think, you know, that's in 20, twenty-six years from today. And I think what they're doing is they're trying to sow those seeds now. And they're trying to sow those seeds by you know making major inroads with the developing countries they've just you know through their belt and road initiative and and uh you know sucking up resources from all over africa from latin america from south america and uh their alliance with russia i think it should be very concerning because now they have a partner you know who they can use for their natural resources their oil their gas everything they need and I think that that is a you know pretty uh, you know disturbing uh, partnership. And I think that the Ameri- that the United States and Western countries need to understand that we are in a second Cold War of sorts. And it's just you know one of the things I wrote about in that column was it never would have ever occurred to any politician, Democrat, Republican, whomever, during the Cold War, to give aid to the enemy in you know the Soviet Union. However, we are doing it you know, you know, across the board nowadays. And we know that this Chinese Communist Party views us as an enemy and they view us, you know, as a um, potential threat. And we are allowing them, we are, you know, basically giving them the resources they need to possibly surpass us, you know, in a couple decades. And that to me is just like, you know, it's, it's, it's so sad. It's, it doesn't have to be this way. I hope it changes.
0: Right. Well, I think you're doing a lot to educate us and inform us uh, as to what the uh, Chinese Communist Party is doing to weaken America. So we appreciate the work you're doing. And we appreciate all the time you spent with us. And it was a fascinating session. Um, it was a, a wake up call. Uh, Absolutely. To, to many of us. So thank you very much, Chris Calgo. Thank
1: you so much. You. Thank you very much.